Hello, everybody. Who all do we have out there today? We've got Sarah. We've got Jamal. We've got Martin. We've got Maria. We've got friends, enemies, accountants, psychology professors, veterinarians, watch repair people, Whole Foods stalkers, milkmen, daydreamers, and crown holders. I'm Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. I like to read you stuff, and I like to talk to you. Uh, let's start with me. I'm the one with the microphone. I'm the one who bought it. I'm the one who plugged it in today, so uh, I'll take advantage of this. Me. What is it about me? I love lanterns, and I love lamps. I hate cold, bright white light. I have a tendency to only get those orangey lights. I don't know what they're called, but you know, warmer light. I cannot stand bright white light, but sadly, and I hate overhead lighting, uh, but being a visual artist, you got to sit under bright ass lights all the time. So it kind of sucks. So I think that's why when I'm not in my studio, I really, really relish those moments of, is it relish or revel in, or can it be both? I really love just sitting in darker rooms. Um, my mom is the same. I kind of grew up in a house with lamps and not a lot of overhead lighting. Thank God. Uh, me. I'm also slightly afraid of tablecloths. Speaking of home situations, I always think I'm going to knock them off the table. Like when I get up and there's a tablecloth that actually touches my legs, I feel like I'm going to do that thing where I pull the tablecloth off with all of my weight or something and everything falls. Uh, I love mammals. I don't love insects. Uh, I do love Silence of the Lambs. Uh, probably my best quality is that I am so good at making salad dressings and marinades. Ask anybody. Ask anybody who's ever eaten a salad from me. They'll, they'll say I, I am the best at it only probably because I've told them that I am the best. And I've, I've told them so many times I'm like a cult leader and they believe me. I don't even know if it's true. But for me and my taste buds... Like, my mouth's watering right now just thinking about how good I am at this. And I'm not even kidding you. Sorry to be like Wendy Williams. If anybody watches Wendy Williams, you'll see that when she talks about food, she actually salivates so much that she has to, like, <laughs> do something about it while she's recording her show. It's amazing. And this just happened to me. Uh, that's enough out of me. Uh, well, one more thing. I love Kleenex brand Kleenex. Kleenex brand tissues. I really love them, as you guys may have heard. If you've been listening a long time, you know I even did a campaign trying to get them to sponsor me. Um, so they were my dream company. To Is it I sponsor them or they sponsor me? However that part of life works where people sponsor each other. I want to work with Kleenex. I mean, why not? And I've even turned so many people on to the Kleenex with lotion and the cold touch Kleenex. I mean... In my opinion, advertising executives need to do a better job. They need to be more open-minded and creative in their thinking. Don't just go out to the really high-end podcast people like Mark Marin and whatever the true crime podcast of the minute is. Talk to everybody. Like, what, what would it hurt to throw me like a dollar a year for me to passionately talk about Kleenex brand tissues? Because I could. And I've gotten so many people to buy your products, Kleenex. Uh, here are some other companies I would love to do commercials for. Saltines. Kleenex. <laughs> Cottonelle toilet paper. Kleenex. Bubbly 
sparkling water, GT's kombucha, of course, um, Orida potato products of all kinds. That's another thing. I get, I get people talking about French fries. Now, sure, it might only be five people, but shouldn't that count? And you never know how we could grow together, Orida. Uh, what else? Lion Brand Yarn, Vanna White Yarn, which is a subsidiary of Lion Brand Yarn. Anyway, who would you guys want to do commercials for? List me the people and products you would like to sponsor or have sponsor you. And tell me, business people, how does that work? Do they sponsor me or do I sponsor them? I feel like it's the opposite of what it sounds like. I feel like they sponsor me, but I'm like, I'm the one doing the work for you fools. Anyway, um, I was thinking about, and Cottonelle toilet paper I love so much too. The other day, this is a nice story, I think, at least to me, it was a nice moment. I was just busy trying to clean up and I was restocking the bathrooms with toilet paper. I like to do that. If you guys haven't heard me say this in a while, you will never be in my house without toilet paper. Even when everybody was running out of toilet paper earlier this year, I was like, I I really have enough for like this whole town I live in, truly. Because, and this is not because, you know, I've always just kept so much toilet paper. My I think one of my biggest fears besides throwing up is not having enough toilet paper. And I've been like this from day one. If you're, if I'm down to three huge Costco type sized uh, packages of toilet paper with like 20 in each package, that's too low. That's kind of like when I say, if you're five minutes early, you're late. Um, So anyway, that's just my thing. I don't like running out of things. It's one of my biggest upsets in life. So what was I talking about? Oh, so I was putting all the toilet paper away and I was underneath a sink. I mean, I, I wasn't personally, but I, my hands were putting the toilet paper under there and I caught myself just smiling like really big because for some reason, I think internally without me even being conscious of it, it made me really happy to be doing that task. And it wasn't just because I'm obsessed with nice toilet paper and I I'm maybe take pride in keeping a lot of toilet paper around like a responsible adult, but this was extreme even for a toilet paper lover like me in, in a really good way, extreme. It's just, if for some reason I'm doing some task like that and it's making me smile when I don't even realize it, it really is those little things in life. If you can live for some pleasure like putting, sorry, I hit the mic. If you can live for a little moment like putting your toilet paper away then we're good no need to worry about a thing um uh just a reminder i love you guys and just a reminder i'm about to read to you so what i've done here is i've put about let me pick this up put about five bags i mean five books in a bag bagu bagu bags by the way b-a-g-g-u check them out bagu.com i believe best bags ever Um, I have so many of these. I've even talked to them when they changed their material quality. I got really upset and I now see what they were doing. They were right. These are thicker and tougher, but I was so upset because when things change that I love, I don't handle it all that well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Bagu bags, check them out. You guys are going to love them. They last forever. And back in the day when you could bring your own bags to the grocery store, which you can't in Washington anymore. I don't know about your state or your country, but they don't let you do that. So I always got compliments on these bags. People be like, where'd you get that? 
ever, I mean, probably thousands of times in my life since I go to the grocery store all the time. And they're always Bagu bags. Bagu, hit me up. Can you tell I love you? So I put five, yeah, five books in here. And now I'm going to put it under my lap. And I'm just going to pull out one of these books. Because all of these books were interesting to me. Okay, what? This is like grab bag, right? This is like a game show. All right. I got my book. It is. Oh, I'm glad it's this one. It's uh, Mostafa Nisaburi. And this is from, okay, the book is actually selected poetry, selected writings. Um, and the book is called Four and Ineffable Metrics of the Desert. This is from Otis Books. I'm not sure the year it came out, but this is only $12, $13. So get on there, buy it. There's writing from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, and it's just, th this is, uh, I don't know tons about Nisaburi, but Moroccan poet. I know a long time ago I read something about him, maybe just on his Wikipedia, that he opened in Casablanca a, a house just for the expression of poetry, just for reading poetry, writing poetry. I thought that sounded so nice. So I know very little, but I read this book thanks to um, my friend Stephanie Gehring, the great poet, who many of you who listen love Stephanie's writing. And I know she loved this book and got it for me, which was so kind. And uh, yeah, she made a lot of connections to me and why I would love this. So I'm going to read the, the opening to a very long poem in here called Approach to the Desert Space. This is translated by Guy Bennett. So here we go. I think you guys are going to like this as much as I do and as much as Stephanie does. I really recommend this book. And by the way, you will be seeing in the description of the podcast a link to where you can buy this, and I really think you should do so. Here we go. Your country, when it lingers on in orphaned syllables, that country now belongs to a patrimony of absence so elusive it is between musings. It is veiled at times by echoes from the plain, and a cypress stands on the slope of a hill to keep the horizon in balance and so that all around time may be forever still. But you, in the middle, standing in an affinity of tombs, you still seem the same anonymous traveler, the traveler long ready you claim for the sole observation of dunes. The one with a shadow seemingly revisited in its profound texture, its essential elongations and which has seen the restless latitude, the entreaties of the desert space where the body can no longer demand belonging, begin with this ambivalent structure, this fragmented perspective, this field of unknowing. Mm. I'm gonna throw it. Boom. Through the book, love the book. Let me grab the book, hold on. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry about my squeaky chair. All right, so Mustafa Nisaburi for an ineffable metrics of the desert. Uh, so beautiful. It looks like that's interesting. That part that I just read of that poem is actually printed on the back of this book. Uh, thank you, Stephanie Gehring, for uh, sending me that book when you did. I think I got that about a year ago. I've been dying to read from it to you guys, and I don't believe I have. So there you go. All right. Um, oh, before I forget, I got so many great responses to my questions from last week. And I thank you guys for that. It's always fun to hear back from you, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or email, whatever. Um, and I realized with some of your responses that I forgot to answer my own question about what calms me down. 
um, which is the word magazines. I love tangible magazines. Uh, what do I subscribe to? I have subscriptions to... Mm, God, I don't remember all of this. What's wrong with me? Oh, I know. It was Cooking Light, but it became something else. They just changed the name to... Here it is, my new one. Eating Well. This has a caramel apple on the cover, and it looks very Halloween-y. And I'm excited about the October issue. And then I just got a free Better Homes and Gardens uh, magazine. I think that was the one. Somebody gave me that for free. Or they gave it to me. Um, that might be the only ones. I used to subscribe to Oprah, but I got mad at that magazine for some reason. Um, and the magazines I regularly get at the grocery store are any magazine that has like one pat one pan meals or casseroles or fall comfort foods or sometimes they'll have like a macaroni and cheese issue of some magazine so those ones that are kind of expensive at the front of the store that aren't just full of ads they're basically cookbooks and Damien and I just made in our reference library up here we have one whole section that's just for magazines and oh my god it's so exciting oh he's got a good magazine that he subscribes to called reminisce look that one up but magazines calm me down if i'm upset or sick you just sit me on the couch or i can sit myself you guys don't have to do a thing about it i sit down i lay down with a really soft blanket really soft heating pad on my tummy and magazine stack by my side i can i can look at magazines until 2032 and I'd be happy it's it's just makes me happy I think it has something to do with my mom is a big magazine collector I mean she has to throw them she doesn't save them but she loves magazines and catalogs and all of that so and my dad hates it he always wants to uh, put them in the recycling bin too soon for my mom so every time I'm at my parents house there's this abundance of magazines from all sorts of uh categories uh my mom really likes health like she likes shape magazine she likes prevention magazine those kind of like health healthy magazines um and a lot of food magazines oh i also always get the food network magazine i was getting <laughs> i was getting the rachel ray magazine for a while oh martha anything martha stewart does hello you oh because i talked to you guys and somebody out there actually is the one who found all of those those small um, Martha Stewart magazines that I'm obsessed with that are all just recipes. And I got that huge lot of them on eBay, thanks to you guys. So thank you. Thank you to that person who helped me out. So anyway, magazines calm me down. Um, and a big shout out to Anna Wallace and Bunny Bisou who responded to uh, the questions with a lot of like details that I loved reading about. Um, Anna talking about YouTube videos, Bunny talking about Oh my God, these Jap this Japanese um, fast food, or not, like kind of like a fast food chain or a chain of restaurants. Maybe not fast food-like, but maybe more like a Denny's or something. But um, she gets the French fries and they come with two little tubs, one of mayonnaise and one of truffle salt. And you dip them together in that. And I'm like, okay, ordering truffle salt right now. This is so exciting. So anyway, I love hearing details like that. that. That just is what makes me tick. So thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Anna. Um, to close out a little bit, at least close up, like close shop, 
or close out the business, check out my show. Again, you guys have been so nice about checking out the online viewing room. It's at InmanGallery.com. I'm going to put the link in the description along with the uh, Nisa Bori book. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at um, Robin underscore O'Neill, R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. Or hit me up if you want to be added to my mailing list when my shop opens up soon. I have so many good things. That is at mereadingstuff at iCloud.com. Okay, final thoughts. Let's close this out. Let's, let's get that end song going right now. Necessity is the mother of invention. I believe that. Cleanliness is next to godliness. I really believe that, but I fail every day. Uh, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? How many How many just said they want to be right right now? Uh, show of hands. There's 54% of you. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. But don't be mean when you say it. You know what I'm going to say next. Expectations are premeditated resentments. Reality continues to ruin my life. That's Bill Watterson. Reality continues to ruin my life. Bill Watterson. Last one for the day. Another nice side effect of letting go of your anger is that you don't have to be angry anymore. That's Ethan, Jack's first gay friend on Dawson's Creek. That's it for today, you awesome, crazy, bizarre, wonderful human beings. Keep your feet on the ground, keep your head in the clouds, and we will reconvene soon. I love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>